Welcome to the Crossroads Sports Radio Show, presented by Blog Talk Radio. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to Crossroads Sports Radio, episode number 72. It is April 16th, Tuesday night. I'm joined by Jonathan Bursong again. JB, how was your week, my guy? Man, pretty good, man, except for yesterday. It was a little cold, but yeah, now we're back to springtime weather, so everything's going, everything's going in the right direction. Absolutely. Every time we have a show, there's nice weather now, so hopefully we'll keep the trend going. Um, we have a lot going on. We had the NBA playoffs already have started. We have... The NFL coming up with the draft next week. We've got yep. golf in the news. We've got NBA and college basketball both in the news. So several things, and we are closer, my friends, a week closer to Avengers Endgame. <laughs> and I've seen the producers or creators or whatnot have sent out a hashtag, don't spoil the endgame. Uh, because people like to send out spoilers, and they're asking everybody not to talk about the movie for the first couple of weeks because uh, right. it will sp- spoil for some people. So, are you going does opening night that, to the movie? Yeah. Does that mean I can't talk about the spoilers? Uh, no, because I'm not <laughs> sure when I will be able to see it. Probably within the first two weeks, hopefully. Okay. Well, you know, uh, my mind was blown. Star Wars trailer, and I, I actually watched that about a hundred times. And then uh, the, the very next day, I was looking. I was, you know, I, I don't care because, like, yeah, I'm still going to be impressed whether the, you know, what I'm saying whether I know what's going to happen in the movie or not. Uh, I'm just kind of a guy that just don't really like surprises. I just, I'm just, I'm kind of like that. Uh, but yeah, uh-huh. the spoilers hit the internet. The spoilers hit the internet last night about 11:30, and it's probably like it's probably like five minutes worth of footage. Uh, that that if you want to, if you want to spoil some of the movie for it, still gonna be some things that nobody saw coming. But yeah, it's probably like, it's like five minutes, five minutes of uh, of footage that's been loaded up between Twitter too. But uh, no, I, I I actually want if it was a petition, right, Brandon, I would want to move the movie up to Monday. Yeah, I know it'd be unprecedented, but yeah, they they it's not it's, the movie still gonna make you know two billion dollars or something crazy. But yeah, the spoilers are out there, unfortunately. Okay, perfect. Well, let's hit the NBA playoffs. Uh, We'll start with our hometown team, the Indiana Pacers. Uh, There's two different Pacer teams that participated this weekend. Uh, There was the first half where the Pacers did very well. And then there was the second half where it may have been a B or C team out there. Uh, Ice cold shooting, eight points in the third quarter for the Indiana Pacers. Eight. Um, They were up by seven at the half. And then uh, the Celtics tightened up their defense. Pacers shoot 33% from the field, 22% from three, 57% from free throw line. Uh, My friend, in the playoff games, that will not win you playoff games. So Pacers have to regroup. Game two tomorrow night in Boston. Uh, Another late one. So we'll yep. see what happens. Uh, Bogdanovich had 12 points, and your leading scorer. Uh, now, there was one point, John, in the third quarter where actually the start of the fourth quarter, 
Pacers starters only had two points uh, in the second half. Um, what's your thoughts on the game? My thoughts on the game is, you know, what I'm saying before I tell all of Indiana and all of Indianapolis heard is that you yourself have been hard on Miles Turner, and he didn't really he, he had a he had some of a pathetic showing um, in the in the previous in the, in the game one in the playoffs, but you can't. I mean, Sabonis, where was he at? You know, we didn't we didn't see an effort out of him either. Um, it's not like Boston blew it up offensively. You know the game. No, they the game, Yeah, the game wasn't you know a hundred like you, you know these these these, these PS3 and Nintendo Wii uh, or what I don't know what kids play now unfortunately, but yeah, it's not like you know Switch. the game was a hundred. Uh, yeah, Switch. It's not. It's not like the game was a hundred and thirty to a hundred twenty three. You know what I mean? Uh, right. Pace played great defense. I mean, I mean, good. I say I say great. They played Pace played good defense in the first half. And it was, you know, it was more so admire about, you know, you know frustrating the Celtics uh, per possession. Um, and then kind of, I, I, I say the second half, you know, they, you know, they cleaned all that up. Just cleaned that up. Um, um, man, it's just, it's just, it, it, it's not good for a possession basketball team to score six points in a quarter. It's not. Um, they're going to have to make an adjustment. They're going to have to figure out where to get some offense in. Um, they let, you know what I'm saying? Some of the, the uh, younger guys play, which I think is always, you know, what I'm saying I, I thought was great coming in, coming into the uh, coming into the playoffs. You know what I'm saying? Uh, but they've got to try to figure out how to match, uh, manufacture points at this point. Um, can they play? It's hard, but Brandon, you know, it's, it's easier. You, you, you feel better at home. You can, I think they can get, and I know nobody wants to hear that. I think they can get a, a, a better defensive effort in both halves of a, of a game. Uh, when they get back home, but they, maybe they're gonna have to figure out how to get. They're gonna have to figure out how to trap, make that defense travel for them. So uh, tough task, I know. I still, I don't, I don't have the patience dead in the water like somebody else on this phone line is. Has, but, uh, <laughs> but uh, dead. Uh, it's, it's gonna be, it's gonna be tough. It's gonna be a tough road for the Patriots. I think the next game, I think it still is. And then when they get back home, I think they'll, they'll draw from, they'll draw from the, from the crowd. Okay. Um, Pacers were, uh, gave up 24 fast break points. Pacers had 14. So they're somewhat there. You know, you talk about Boston and their scoring, um, Jason Tatum only had 15, uh, Jalen Brown two. Kyrie was held to 20. I mean, I think that's a success there. The fact that he was only at 20 points. Um, the problem is Markeith Morris had 20 off the bench. Uh, Gordon had 10, Rozier had five, but that was it. Um, you look at the Pacers, <clears throat> Doug McDermott, I'm looking at you. Um, the Pacers brought Doug McDermott in four playoff games, four three-point shooting, um, to be able to step up and hit a three because there was times in that Pacers-Cavs game, uh, series last year where the Pacers needed a three-point shooter and could not find one. Doug McDermott, one of seven, 0 for 5 from three, two points. Um Tyreek Evans did not have a good showing either. Um, three of 11, one for three from three, eight points, but uh, 0 for five from Doug McDermott. And that's what we brought you in for my kid. So you need to step up or ship out. Right. Well, you know, guys are getting shots. It's that, are we getting, are we getting good shots? I mean, great shots. You know I mean? That's, that's what I would. And are we putting, um, I'm not necessarily blaming the coach, but are we putting our players in the best position offensively? Cause again, defensively, you know the Pacers did what they they, they, they held Boston under ninety. 
you know, still. But mm-hmm. uh, are we are we putting ourselves are we putting ourselves in position uh, to make, given that we don't have uh, somebody who can just like okay, to be honest with you, we don't have Victor Oladipo out there. And even then, even if we have Victor, it still would have been a somewhat of an uphill battle because you know because the talent level on the other side of the, of the of, of, of the, that we're playing against. Uh, but Boston, as we do, as we both know, as we both see, has chemistry issues, right? With all that, with all that talent, um, they still have chemistry issues. Uh, so I still give the Pacers, like I said, Brandon, I still give the Pacers a, a, a shot to extend this series. Okay. Um, <clears throat> looking at some other games uh, from Saturday when the start opened up, uh, the Nets had a nice win over the 76ers, who I predicted on Saturday. I said, hey, take the Nets. I would not be shocked to see them beat them. Um, you got Amir Johnson on the on the bench with the cell phone with, <laughs> with uh, yeah. Embiid. And then Very last open. night – Holy shit, 145 points, uh, yeah. 50-some points in the quarter. Uh, I believe they turned it on. Well, yeah, they felt, they felt you know, caught like, you know, the world caught them out. And whatever excuse they use, you know, is it is was a proc. Um, but, I, and again, I don't know why cell phones on the bench. It doesn't it doesn't make sense. I, it doesn't, you know what I mean? But, and they just, you know, they kind of went in, you know, thinking they, they went in cocky. You know what I mean? They're knowing that they're going to win this series. So I'm glad. I'm kind of. I mean, I don't have a rooting interest in either club, you know, but I'm kind of glad the Nets won that first game. And then, like last night, the, the wheels kind of fell off for the Nets. The wheels kind of fell off for the Nets last night. Seems like they played like a lot of one on one basketball. Last right. Night and they kind of, when it, when it got down, when it got a little bit down for them, everybody just kind of wanted to play hero ball like they could bring them back instead of, and that's not the Nets. I know we're talking about Nets culture. <laughs> what is that, right? But that's not necessarily what, how the Nets have have won games uh, this year playing one on one. They play they play a great team a brand of basketball similar similar to the Pacers, where there's really not necessarily a superstar on the team. So uh, right. I think the Nets are, I think the Nets will bounce back though for sure. Okay, yeah, uh, I think they'll definitely bounce back. I actually had this going seven games, I believe, um, here between these two teams, and the Nets are sneaky good. Um, I don't think people are giving them enough credit overall. Um, how good this team is. Uh, right. So, so we'll see. Looking at the other Easter Conference game, um, the Magic, uh, Toronto, LeBronto still feeling the effects. Stunned again mm-hmm. in Toronto in Game One. DJ Augustine, former Pacer, three pointer to bury Dag- the Raptors. Dag- yeah, I had a lot of. I had a lot of. Uh... Pacer haters, because they, they they do exist. Uh, the, the actually the, uh, people who live in Indiana don't particularly care for the Pacers for whatever reason. Grow up like somebody else's team. Uh, I mean, I, you know, it's okay. It's okay, Crossroads America. You can have two teams in the NBA. You can like you can like two teams. It's, it's okay. But uh, but they, yeah, man. Like they, they, you know, I had questions like, wasn't he used, didn't he used to be with the Pacers? Not man. Yeah, like it seemed like an eternity ago, like a decade ago that D.J. Augustine played for the Pacers. And he bounced around uh, between – he played for the Bulls at one point. Uh, I think he played for Detroit well, man, at one point. Uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he's, always, he's kind of always shown flashes of of, of uh, being a um, – he's always shown flashes of being a brilliant point guard, but some seemingly he's turned into somewhat of a journeyman ever since he left. Uh, the, he, Brandon, he played for the Bobcats, not the Hornets. He played for the Bobcats. I'm pretty yeah, sure. Yeah, true. Uh, when Larry, when Larry Brown, when Larry Brown was the coach, so um, 
again, g- uh, good for them. Good for, like I said, uh, Orlando stealing one. Uh, talent level on Orlando. I'm sorry, talent level on Toronto. I'll wake up though, and uh, they'll make they'll definitely uh, bounce back and, and, and probably win. It. It, it, I can see them winning the next four games. Be honest with you. Yeah, um, tough tough play call for Toronto at the end to give a. Kawhi Leonard three top of the arc that was fading away probably really from about 28 feet out um, and I pointed to you in a box score Saturday night Kyle Lowry over <laughs> didn't even score he scored as much as me and you did in the game you know you know Brandon I I thought that and it maybe and maybe maybe there were no takers for him but I just knew that with Toronto losing last year in the fashion that they did, number one overall seed and basically getting slept, swept by Cleveland, I just knew that after they fired the coach and after they traded DeRozan, that they would fire. They would, they fired. They would trade Kyle Lowry and with, with some kind of you know with some deal. But I, I maybe his contract's a little bit too heavy for other teams to take at this time. And you know what I'm saying the years still left on it. But he has these in and out games uh, where it, it seemingly like he's that, like that doesn't make sense. He's, he's too talented. To have zero points, so um, again, um, I bet they'll be you know saying in the off season. Whether I, and again, I think I said I'd like a, like I believe I do believe Toronto uh, end up winning this series, but the off season is going to be you know what I'm saying real interesting with with Lowry's name. I guarantee you. You know, I could with Kyle Lowry say, and let me look at the Celtics here because we do, we they've got some money to move, and they want to try to get some superstars. Don't you think they could get a Kyle Lowry on that team? I think he would do better in Boston. Uh, I would be. I, I, I kind of with the players around him. Saying, yeah, I kind of hear what you're saying because look what I hate saying this. Look what Brad Stevens' system did for Isaiah Thomas, the, the number two, made him yeah. a, made him a freaking MVP. And I know, I know, he got hurt. You know what I'm saying, and he, and he couldn't, you know, didn't necessarily couldn't bounce back, and it looked like, but even still, you know, uh, I don't, I, I think, I think Kyle Lowry definitely needs, not not for it to be a pile on, I think Kyle Lowry just definitely needs a change in scenery. Yeah, absolutely. I can see him in Boston. I also can see him in Chicago. Just two two teams that, um, you know, could be making some moves by uh, by this this summer. Mm-hmm. Um. Uh, next one will go to Warriors and Clippers. Um, Warriors beat them by 17 the first game. Uh, <laughs> route. Last night I go to bed. It's a third. It's a it's a big lead, 31 point lead, and I'm like, well, I'm gonna shut it off. I'm gonna head to bed. Wake up. What's the headline say? Clippers win, largest comeback in NBA playoff history. Warriors took the foot off the gas last night. Um. Boogie Cousins, torn quad out out for the rest of the playoffs, out for the season. Yeah, that's um, unfortunate. Some say that this could make the Warriors even better without Boogie on there. I don't see it. I think anytime you have a perennial All Star on the team, I think it, it, it upgrades your team significantly. Right. But but I'm not worried about the Warriors. It's just one slip up. You know, hey, they're up 31. I know it's a huge lead that they blew, but. I'm not worried about it. I think they're going to get through the thing. What I enjoy about this series, and then I'll go to you, I love the intriguing matchup between Durant and Patrick Beverly. This, <laughs> these, we thought Lance and LeBron was a, was a, was a matchup. Patrick Beverly is in 
Kevin Durant's head. He has him shook. Yeah, he's written shook. Space. He's written space in his man's head for sure. And that's why, you know, I I debate with guys when they automatically say that Kevin Durant's number one player in the world. I'm like, yeah, no, nah, but that's Steph's team. <laughs> but the number one player in the world doesn't necessarily play like that all the time. And, and again, they lost. It wasn't necessarily Kevin, just Kevin Durant's fault that, that that team collapsed. Like 31 points, that's everybody. That's including right. the coach. Like, once it got down to 10, like, he's calling time. I don't, again, I, I'm, I'm just like you, Brandon. I fell asleep on the game myself. You know, but, like, once it, I would imagine once it got down to 10, you would burn all your timeouts. I'm like, dudes, are we really going to let them come back on us after we were just up 31? We just up 31? That would be the at, question. So, and at home. So, right, and, and at home. Right, right. This wasn't a road game. So, you know, I was in it. I was, you know, I was. This morning, you know, I debate not just on, you know, what I'm saying I debate on Twitter and Facebook and everywhere else, right? Uh, talk with people, discuss whatever about the greatest of the Warriors. And like last year, I thought they would potentially be the greatest team of all time. You know, what I'm saying the way the, the way they're constructed, whether you care how Kevin Durant, how they became, how Kevin Durant came on with the team or whatever, but like having mental lapses like this, I I couldn't put them, I couldn't give them. A, Edge over the 72, 10, 72 and ten Chicago Bulls. I couldn't give them an edge over the eighty six uh, Boston Celtics. I couldn't. No, they like dudes like they Brandon. They're gonna obviously bounce back and win this series, but it should have been a sweep considering the Absolutely. talent level that's over. I mean, again, it's not the it's not the begrudge the talent level because Doc Rivers. We know Doc Rivers can flat out coach and he can flat out motivate, and they still have. <laughs> you know, there's still NBA level players with the. Uh, I think um, Lou Williams is like two times six man of the year or something like that at one point. Uh, or it might be one time. I can't. I know he just won that award. Uh, but he's you know he's, he's like one of the most slept on uh, uh, basketball players in the NBA. But the, outside of that, man, who's really on that team of no? I mean, there's some college all stars on there that I can I can rattle off. You know what I'm saying to to, to board right. to board across the crossroads viewership. Are listening or listening to all this, but outside of that, man, there's no all world MVPs like they have lined up and all stars like they have lined up with the Golden State Warriors. Quad or no quad that was torn by by Booby Cousins, but Booby Booby Cousins. I think I think about Booby Gibson. Sorry, but it's quad or no quad. <laughs> Shout out so, Cleveland Cavaliers, 2007, 2008. Right. <laughs> so so I mean I, I say all that to say that there there should never be a, a reason when you have. Clay Thompson in a contract year, uh, and 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 also you know Mr. MVP potentially could be he's also you know probably top three MVP candidate uh, Steph Curry as well and and the number one player in, you know saying not my words uh, in Kevin Durant there's no reason why you should lose blow a thirty point thirty one point lead it's not it's no it's no excuse at all yeah I absolutely agree that's kind of how that's kind of how I see it man I mean I like and and I can actually see it. If you have maybe one star player or whatnot, but John, when you've got five, honest four or five right. top talent all stars, there is no excuse for losing. And I'd be curious to see, and I haven't seen it today, what Steve Kerr's comments are, um, or after the post game, or even today after practice, because uh, yeah, that's and obviously they'll bounce back, but not every team's gonna be able to yeah. bounce back from something like that, you know. 
Right. That kind of gives, but the, that kind of this kind of, and I heard Steph. Steph was, Steph was kind of like, uh, it wasn't, he wasn't definitely at all. Like after the game, and he, he kind of he took ownership of it. Um, but this kind of this kind of this gives not that Houston's overlooking Utah or anything like that. But this kind of gives you know anybody in the next series a little hope with the Booby Cousins injury. You know what I'm saying? Kind of leaves them susceptible with their depth up front. You know, and it kind of and it like I said, if the Gold State Warriors going to play basketball where they're not engaged. You know what I'm saying? For four quarters, then you know. Teams will feel like they can get back in it, even if they if you can survive the onslaught. You know what I'm saying of a ten point of a ten point or to fifteen point or twenty point, they'll let you back in. Mm-hmm. So it, it kind of gives other teams hope. It really does. Okay, perfect. Um, Spurs and Nuggets. Uh, San Antonio <laughs> took game one, one hundred one ninety six. I also told you I can see the Spurs winning game one here. I went ahead and bet on it, and I came out a winner. Uh, not a surprise, because obviously Pop Pop can get his team ready um, for a playoff game. Denver, it's been a while since they've had a meaningful playoff game. Um, right. I think tonight in round two, I do think they battle back and they bounce back um, in a big way. I think uh, Denver actually wins tonight's game. Yeah, who knew uh, Lamarcus Aldridge and Rudy Gay still had a little juice to surprise the teams? <laughs> Left in the tank, right? Um, yeah. I don't think I don't think the elite level free agents will be running ever to San Antonio. Uh, one because of the location, and two be, it's because Popovich is, Popovich likes to be critical of his players. But mm. well, you know what I'm saying, and, and, and of their play, he's also somewhat critical of himself. But he's always usually pointing the finger <laughs> at the players because that's who actually playing the game. But um, and, that, and we all know that's why Pop, I mean, we all know why that Kawhi Lynn is not there. Just to be honest, but um, well, not according to Barkley. Man, it's because of Popovich. But Barkley but said he, it's because those big old women Barkley. down in San Antonio. Man, they got women. They, they go to Dallas. They got they got slim women everywhere. You know, yeah. that's, what your, <laughs> cup of, that's what your cup of tea is. By but the way, before we finish. I don't know how Barkley gets away with that on TV nowadays with all well, the Me Too movements and all that. He and he says those too. comments. I cringed right, last in. night when I heard that. Well, he it, it'd be different if a brand-new media face said it. He's been saying that stuff ever since he was a player, since 1984. I mean, I mean League 84. Right. And he, his personality was, was introduced to us, you know what I'm saying, subsequently after that. So as long as he doesn't say – uh, you know, an off-color word, or, or God forbid, uh, one of those seven words you can't say on television. You know, people <laughs> are going to, people people are are setting up of Charles Barkley, uh, Archie Bunkerness, if you will. Yeah. Uh, on on the on the on the on the NBA, but like the Spurs, man, you can't if they ever get a if they ever get a mega elite level player ever again, they'll be in, in the top of the West again. But uh, I do. I still give him a chance to win this series. Ooh, ooh! I heard somebody else give him a series. I was talking to yesterday. They think the Spurs win the series. I think Denver wins it in six. So I think mm. you, I think San Antonio maybe gets Game Three. So it looks two right. one San Antonio uh, going into Game Four, and then things calm down. I mean, maybe they, maybe they sneak Tim Duncan in for a ten day. 
<laughs> bring them all back. Bring David Robinson. Bring bring them all. Um, <laughs> bring his son in. Um, probably the biggest snoozer of the playoff series. And Uh-oh. the number one game where I won the biggest amount of money on. Uh-oh. And I felt good two minutes in. The Milwaukee Bucks whooping the Pistons by 35 that plus. Was, that was a beat down. Oof. That was a beat down. Beat down. Detroit's got a lot of Detroit's got a lot of things to answer for. They got contracts. I'm already talking about them losing, getting swept, right? That's what I'm telling <laughs> yeah. you. That's my lead here. Um, they've got a lot of decisions to make. Uh, they invested in Blake Griffin. I don't necessarily think he. I don't necessarily think he's a good fit. To be honest with you. Um, the coaches, we know the coach is good. You know, you know Dwayne Casey, he's a good coach. Um, but uh, outside of what's on the floor, do the I mean they have some. They got Kennard, who I think is good, and Jackson, who needs to be who, who needs to be moved. He, he's good, but he needs to be moved. He doesn't fit. So they got a team of professionals and veterans. Uh, you know, I mean, are, 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 but it's just like a puzzle that they would. Brandon, rather than just me keep on rambling. They would probably rather have been in the lottery. Yeah, <laughs> than, yeah, that's than very than true. And I, and I usually say, I usually say, it's better to be in the playoffs than to be in the lottery or being the, you know, or, or you know, say yeah, to be in the lottery. But they would probably rather because they, they need something other than what that. DeAndre Drummond is a, is a nice piece. He'd be a nice piece for somebody else to have on a championship. Yeah, maybe team maybe five or, six years ago. Well, I, I still think he's. I still think he's. I'm not saying he's the number one. Definitely not. I'm not saying he's the number two. Definitely not. I'm saying on the championship level team, could he be the three or four, you know what I'm saying, player, the guy that, you know what I'm saying, is the anchor of your defense? Sure. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just up to a team that, that wants to, you know, absorb his contract. But he's, he's but they've got pieces that just definitely just don't fit. Okay. Okay. Um, probably one of the more intriguing <laughs> series. Yeah, don't forget if we're going to get swept. One of the most intriguing series that I enjoy watching uh, the Thunder and Blazers. Blazers, who lost eight straight playoff games, swept twice in mm-hmm. the last two years. Terry Stotts mm-hmm. fighting for his career, coaching career. Um, oh, yeah. They get a big victory over the Thunder, and I lose by two points in my wager on that game. Um, Paul George hurt his shoulder, couldn't lift it even six days ago. Um, came in, played a decent game, scored 20, 23 points, had a big three towards the end. Uh, the team shot five of 33 from three-point range, which is the worst three-point percentage in an NBA playoff game in the last 20 years. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't believe their shooting woes will continue. I still have Oklahoma City winning the series. Um, I think they just got more of a better a better team, I guess I should say, um, in my opinion. I know Alameen's are great, McCollum, Dame. Um, they got good pieces in Portland. I just don't mm-hmm. think it's comparable to the pieces that Oklahoma City has. Steven Adams doesn't miss a shot within seven feet ever. And if they would just run right. that pick and roll with Westbrook every time, it's a bucket. I think Dennis Schroeder shoots too much, in my opinion, for the Thunder. Um, instead of trying to get guys open and get them the ball, I love the play of Jerry and Grant. I love love to have him as a pacer. Um, oh, yeah. 
And, and by the way, I didn't know it was Harvey Grant's son. I thought it was Horace Grant's son. So I heard I heard that the other night. So I was put the vet on that. But uh, yeah, I think it'd be great. I think the Thunder right the ship tonight. I think playoff P uh, shows back up. And uh, mm-hmm. yeah, I got the Thunder tonight. Gonna be a good one. Ten thirty tonight. I think this is on seven, man. God, so good. Seven. It's hard to play. It's hard to play with Westbrook. You know, uh, they play play a very fast-paced game in Oklahoma. Uh, Yes, yes, he gets double-digit assists. Yes, he gets double-digit points. But he's he's shooting. You talk about you talk about Schroeder shooting. Oh my God, Westbrook! Goodness gracious! But um, (laughs) he's earned it, though. uh, The majority. Think about this, though, Brandon. The majority of his assists either go to Paul or they go through uh, the center. He just he just said his name, Adams. Um, Adams. So where is the, where is their real shooting come from? The outside shooting, right? We do, like it comes from like if Westbrook ain't if Westbrook shot is off, and and you know Paul, we know Paul here is a little streaky uh, at times with his outside shot. Now you know since going to the basket and anything from the mid range, I, I trust Paul George on all that uh, or anything kind of like obviously. And now obviously Paul George is a great one on one player, probably probably obviously top three. They made top four. Now I think about it. Top four one on one players uh, in the league for the, like the last four years. But uh, where do they where do they get real? They, I mean, they really need a, they really need uh, they really need a JJ Reddick. I'm not I'm not saying they, can, they that's something they need to go uh, shop in the offseason or whatever, right? But they really need consistent outside shooting, which, which they don't have. But like yeah. I said, I, I, I got to go on, I got to go in seven. Okay. Um, just looking at the lines tonight, Magic plus ten and a half against the Raptors. Um, I do think the Raptors write the ship tonight. Um, mm-hmm. They should cover. I be, I would think they're going to cover against uh, the Magic this time. Um, Spurs plus seven at Denver. Um, I have Denver covering the seven points in, and winning. Like I said, winning this game, I think they win by double digits. Uh, Oklahoma City is the underdog plus one. Um, at Portland tonight, I like Oklahoma City plus the one this evening. Um, so there's a couple to look at. And real quick, we've got the Pacers tomorrow night. Current line for the Pacers at Boston tomorrow night is Pacers plus seven and a half. So you're getting seven and a half. Pacers did not cover the eight and a half I had in game one. They lost mm-hmm. by ten. Fred was eight and a half, so I lost that one. Um <laughs> Game two predictions between us uh, for us, the Pacers and Celtics. Uh, uh, I'm going to say Celtics. Yeah, I, I still feel the Celtics. The Celtics actually find their offensive gear in this next game, and then the Pacers uh, will be back and they'll bounce back. It'll be tied up when the Pacers come back. When the Pacers get back home, it will be tied Celtic, up. Celtics by 16 be, tomorrow. Oh, you, well, you get our numbers. I just need that. I just need you the losses. Yeah. Well, I'm just that's the way I am. I, hey, you, you just give it you give it the wins and losses. Myself for the gambling side of the people, I like to give numbers. Right, I got you. So, uh but yeah, so both of us got Pacer losses tomorrow night unfortunately, but we would love for a win. So, blue and gold right. if you want to get a victory. FYI, game 3 Friday night, late start in Indianapolis, 8:30 on on Friday night. So, late one. Um, and how about this? I got to work that night. I was going to go to the game, and now I got to work Friday night. So I'll have to be watching you on the phone. 
You got your see how you got your phone. You got your phone. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, let's talk some NBA news since, uh, and I think the biggest news hit this past weekend before the playoffs started. Uh, even even the last game of the regular season, uh, Magic Johnson steps down as Lakers president of basketball operations. He says wow. it's not fun anymore. He was painted as the bad guy. Just wanted to be a, continue to be an ambassador for the game. Uh, tweet the players, work out with players. It wasn't fun to him anymore. Is there more to it than what Magic is saying? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, is there a shadow of what LeBron wants tinged in there? Yes. Is there a shadow of disappointment from Jeannie Buss? Absolutely. She fired her own brother because of ineptitude. So this is definitely the picture frame of ineptitude this season has been, right? Think about who we just talked about in, in the segment before. We talked about Lou Williams. What did they trade Lou Williams for, Brandon? I know. I'm going to tell you. They traded Lou Williams away for, they being Matt Johnson, uh, Corey Brewer and a draft pick. <sighs> okay? Now, again, there's been rumors of LeBron James going to Los Angeles, either to the Clippers, which we knew he wasn't going to, or going to the Lakers, right, for like the last two years. Okay? So, you have to you have to be engrossed in team building. You have to want to go scout. You have to want to go look at the European players, uh, look at the tapes, whatever. You have to be. You have to want to do all these things. You can't just come in and wave your magic wand and think that we can get Paul George because I'm going to make a trade happen, or we can get Giannis because I'm going to make a trade. We don't live in that world no more. The NBA is smart than that. Milwaukee Bucks ain't trying to give up Giannis. What happens to the Milwaukee Bucks if they give up Giannis? Unless Giannis goes in there and says, hey, I don't want to play for this team no more. What happens to the Milwaukee Bucks? They go from holiness to lowliness automatically. And nobody – we've already seen that story before, Brandon, when, when Kevin Garnett left Minnesota. Where, how long right. did it take Minnesota to get to the playoffs or become relevant? You know? So, Matt Johnson, just, he, he wasn't cut out for the, the grit and grind. Plus, he's also a businessman of many other businesses that he's head of. So, and, like, he didn't want to have the same little Lakers on his hands, you know. Absolutely. So, uh, before we continue our NBA news, we've got our weekly call-in. Uh, we've, got our, we've got our boy, Sweet Lou. How are we, my man? All right. All gear for the NBA playoffs, of course. Yes. There's been a few surprises. I was surprised, though, that uh, the Warriors had that choke last night. My goodness. Yeah. Wasn't that uh, – I told – me and Jonathan were saying earlier that we both went to bed. I went to bed thinking, all right, they're up 31, be a nice yeah. little cakewalk win, and woke up, and oh, my goodness. <laughs> I was like, what oh. the hell? Yeah. Uh, closer to you, I, I, I was impressed with the Nets, their first game, and then yeah. game two, there was no defense, or they didn't show up, something. Yeah, they showed up in the in the first half, but the second half uh, they fell asleep. We'll put it that way. Yeah, absolutely. Um, well, look, I'm taking that. Look, it's gonna go seven games anyway, so I wasn't expecting you know like a sweep by the Nets or you know the uh, the Sixers to do it in five. So I, I don't think it's gonna happen. I think this is gonna go straight through seven games. So it's gonna be it's gonna be a tough fight series in what I call the uh, Turnpike War. Okay. Yeah, uh, our Pacers weren't so lucky. Uh, didn't come out of the locker room in the third quarter, scoring eight points. Um, 
now their backs are in against the wall. Another game at Boston. Boston's not going to shoot as bad as they shot that first game. Um, so it'll be interesting to see kind of what game two does. Yeah, definitely. Mm. So what else you got, Lou? Well, of course, you got that. Of course, there's a few other a few other series to look forward to, the uh, Pacers and the Celtics. Both are playing, you know, uh, injured, so it's going to be coming down to who has who's the strongest one. Yeah, absolutely. You know, I, thought, uh, I thought the Pacers were going to be, you know, gone long before the playoffs start because without Diopolo, I thought they were going to be, you know, gone. I mean, mm-hmm. who's your best player on the team? And when you lose your best player, it could be a very ugly season the rest of the way. Yep. We've seen that before. <laughs> you too, Absolutely. huh? Oh, yeah. So I have, I've had a question now, Bruin, for you, Lou, in the past week, because you talked about really? it last time you called in. What is going on with the Tampa Bay Lightning and the Pittsburgh uh, Penguins, sure. who could both be swept tonight? Yeah. Well, let's see. Well, Pittsburgh and the and the Islanders. Well, that's a series that, of course, I got to figure. You know, who do you hate more? And of course, I hate the Islanders more, being that there are rivals of the, of the Rangers. So mm-hmm. it's gonna really irk me a lot more if they do sweep tonight. Lightning, oh boy. I mean, they were the best team. They were the best team all year. Had the most points in 23 years by any other team, and they are choking. But nevertheless. Um, you know, they're going about AT and team, however, is they're not, you know, a typical AT and team. They did extremely well. They had ninety eight points on the season. So it's not like this team just roll over and, you know, play dead with. I mean, this is a strong uh, a strong challenger. Yeah. Absolutely. You know, yeah, I was, points, uh, you know. I mean, I've been watching the games, I've been betting on them and uh tell you what, I've taken the Islanders the first three games and it, it I don't think they get it tonight. I think Pittsburgh, I think they get it tonight. But, uh, yeah, the Lightning, ugh, I don't know what's I going on. I think a lot of people there. are surprised by the turning of this series and how it's, uh, you know, they're down three games to none. I mean, nobody expected that. I yeah. thought it would be a tougher series, to be honest. I thought maybe Pittsburgh would make it more interesting. You know, I, didn't, I did not expect a sweep in this series at all. Hmm. Okay. What well, else you got for us? Now. <laughs> yeah. If I got a I dollar really every do. time I've said that. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, switching gears to baseball, um, it seems like oh how the mighty have fallen because the Red Sox are right now are not being like the Red Sox of the past uh, decade or so. I mean, six and eleven. They have the worst ERA in the in the um, American League. Uh, they uh, have to get rid of one of their, um, I think it's one of their catchers. So, uh, what's really wrong with the uh, with the uh, Red Sox? I mean, Yankees, yeah. I can understand because the Yankees are a train wreck right now. They have twelve, uh, thirteen players now on the injured list, and you pretty much can't compete if half your team was on the injured list. So, you know, there's a reason for their struggling right now. But Boston, uh, you know. Those be pretty healthy, so I can't figure out what's wrong with them. Yeah, I, I agree. Um, you know, for me, and my dad's told me several times, my dad being a big yeah. Cardinals fan and stuff, he says, you'll watch baseball at the beginning, and then you don't really start looking at how good the teams are until it gets to early June, when the rotations yeah. get set more, 
people coming back from injuries. Perfect example, Tampa Bay Rays right now are 12 and 4. You got the Seattle Mariners at 13 and 6. And yeah. I mean, my God, you got the Mets at 10 and 6 leading the uh, NL East. Uh, I don't know if those teams are going to be up there when it gets crunch time, even in June. Yeah. So. Uh, well, what about San Diego? But, yeah, 11 and 7. I. You know, I honestly think the obviously the Dodgers are right there. They've won their last. They've won two in a row now, I believe. Uh, they've knocked off my Reds. Um, even though Puig had a homer last night, which if you took the bet last night, which I should have, Puig was five to one odds that he would hit a home run in his return, and by God, he did it. But they still lost on a walk off. Yeah, and well, pitching I, I is mean, bad. I didn't expect much of uh, the Padres even with Machado because like. Ah, come on, the Padres are a joke. What could he? What could um, Machado do? He's just one guy. He's not gonna turn the whole team's fortunes around. But so far, he's just doing his job. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Machado, he's uh, he's doing his job so far. And you know, Bryce Harper. I mean, those were the two, obviously, the big signings from the off season. Yeah. And uh, it's taken him time to get his. Uh, which I mean, when you sit out all spring training, you know, and. Of course. Until the end, so we'll see. Uh, Lou, I forget. Who was your NBA team? Is it the Knicks? Yes, it is. Too bad they're not doing anything this year, though. Well, hey, well, congratulations, because Zion just declared, so you're one step closer to the the (laughs) Zion show. Yeah, but it's a very small chance. You know, like, oh, come uh, on now. Who was the uh, – you need to bring back the guy that was – and he's probably dead now. Whoever the guy was in the draft lottery that picked the sign up for Patrick Ewing, uh, you need to get him back in there to uh, when they do the lottery balls to uh, yeah. get the good luck charm. So. Yeah, well, the draft lottery is next month, so we'll have to wait and uh, find out for that. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, speaking of it, next week is the NFL draft already. That's Hard right. Hard to believe. Um, well, good job, uh, NFL, getting it over Easter. So, good job yeah. there. Well, uh, because of the calendar, you know. Yeah. So, looking kind of at the New York teams, since you're the East Coast guy, and uh, we're looking. Jets got the number three pick. Do they? I think that's three. Am I right? Yeah, but we had we're number three last year, and what and what happened? Ugh, you traded with the Col- they traded with the Colts. <laughs> oh, well, yeah. yeah, to get the number three. Um, that was a stupid move. Yeah, I, I wasn't a fan of and Darnold, and we've had somebody call in last year. I think, John, you remember, we had the guy talking about uh, Darnold last year and uh, mm-hmm. what to expect what to expect from him. But now you've got Le'Veon Bell in there, uh, a little bit of more, I guess, opportunity. I don't know what else they've added. I haven't actually looked at their roster since they've uh, mm-hmm. free agency had started. Yes. But the Giants, my question is, are they going to go after a quarterback and Dwayne Haskins? Or I'm seeing they might go after the guy from Duke uh, as a quarterback to bring in. I think I'd go with Haskins. I mean, Duke, you can't rely on Duke football. No. <laughs> Which, <laughs> Basketball, I mean, yes. Football, no. But it's the same guy that also traded away Odell Beckham. So that's mm-hmm. in charge of who they're drafting. So it doesn't sound as crazy. Was Zion on the football team? No, no, I guess not. I shouldn't go there, right? Two-sport athlete, right? Then the next Bo Jackson. Hey, it wouldn't be the first. No, not at all. 
Um, the Blue Jackets just took a one nothing lead. Oof, here we go. <laughs> I don't even know who I picked in that one tonight. I did a nice little parlay on you, that. Okay, I got, I got. How do you spell? How do you spell uh, lightning? Simple. Capital C, capital H, capital O, capital K, capital E. Choke. <laughs> the mm. choke artists. Mm. All right. Anything else, Mister Lou? <laughs> yeah, that's what, that's what I was saying earlier. That this could be the biggest. They could be the biggest choke artists. You know, we've ever we've we've seen in a long time. Oh yeah, Lou, are you a golfer? Are you a big golf guy? Uh, well, well, I never played professionally myself. But if you're wondering, did I see the Masters? Yes, I follow mostly the major tournaments. You know, like the yep. Masters, the U.S. Open, uh, the PGA Championship. So that's when I pay most attention to golf. Yes, I know about Woods and a spectacular comeback. The old guy still got it. He does. What do you think is in that gum he's chewing? You think there's some uh, some enhancement in that gum? He was chewing a lot of gum out there. Hmm, enhancement CBD gum. oil. Hmm. Could be. Phil Phil Mickelson does it, and he's even been out front to say that he's got this uh, new type of stuff he's trying. And it's funny on PGA Tour Radio, I was listening today when I was actually heading to the golf course. Uh, yes. They were talking about that and how it's uh, the 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 they asked Tiger in the press conference about his chewing of the gum and what was it a program exactly and he kind of just went away from it so and how about first how about that security guy that almost took out tiger early in the uh the second round i think it was my goodness whoo yes what a freak uh freak injury that could have been so yeah took out the uh, rookie last night wow i saw that and he that that rookie respects Ovechkin loved Ovechkin and not Ovechkin anymore. said we're not we're not having any of that. So like, how could you do this to me? I idolized you. What the hell are you doing to me? Yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> well, well you want to give I don't your... think he speaks English, so <laughs> Yeah. Do you want to give your plug? What the hell have you done? I looked up to you, god damn it. <laughs> oh man. I know, I know. It's uh, already, I know, it's a bit overacting, but I couldn't resist. Hey. A plus effort, my friend. A plus effort. You know, uh, I mean, you, I, he idolized you, and you were paying by, you know, being living daily top. I mean, come on. And where did you become yeah. a Tom Wilson anyway? Yeah, it's. I, I saw that, and then I saw the, uh, the the post game with it, and I was like, wow. Tell me how you really feel. <laughs> so. I'm too much of a gentleman to say it on the air, so I won't. <laughs> uh, you get the idea. You want to get? Hey, you want to give your plug? Speaking of betting, uh, okay. now you've, you've heard about this uh, this uh, geek on Jeopardy who's a professional sports better and how he's just creaming everybody. I wonder what his thoughts would be taking all this. Oh, God. I have not. You, you, must, you must have heard about him. This, this, this uh, guy on Jeopardy, he's a professional sports gambler, and, uh, you know, so I wonder what his takes would be because, I mean, this guy's just completely nuts. He's from I'm, Vegas. I, Vegas, a sports bar, of course. Ah, go figure, right? Yeah. Uh, well, okay, so, so the show is so the show is on Saturday nights, uh, six to eight p.m. Eastern. The Enhanced Sports Show. We can we cover everything in the world of sports. Well, just about. Um, we will have a Masters recap, of course. Uh, we'll continue with the NBA, NBA and NHL playoffs. Uh, any more breaking news that comes in? So, if you got a free moment on Saturday between 6 and 8, call 712-775-7035. 
and the PIN number 410173 and the pound sign. If you don't press the pound sign, you don't get in. You're a dead duck. All right, Lou. Take care, my friend. We'll talk to you a bit. Thanks. Man, that was our boy Lou. Sweet Lou. Man, he's a piece of work. (laughs) I like it. I like it. He's He's our main guy now. And I know... JB, you don't know much about hockey, so I said that's why I just leave it with me and Lou going back and forth. It gives you a little bit yeah, of a break. I'm not the hockey guy, yeah. <laughs> Lou was fired up. I tried yeah. to get him going on the Zion. He didn't. He didn't seem very excited for Zion, like most people would be. But I guess when yeah, you're a Knicks just, fan, yeah. yeah, yeah, right. Hope, hope you've been. They've been pulling your, you know, saying your string for so long. It's hard to get your hopes up on anything, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Well, sweet Lou, thanks for calling in again. It's uh, I do gotta get on his show. Problem is, last Saturday I was working, so I didn't get a chance to call in. So, uh, um, so looking back, NBA news, John. Uh, we were talking about Magic and the Lakers. Um, mm-hmm. the coaches can the coaching candidates: Juwan Howard, Tyron Lou, uh, Monty Williams was meeting with Rob Palinka today. Um. Mm-hmm. If you're the Lakers brass, who do you go with here? You know, that's an interesting question because as soon as Matt Johnson stepped down, I feel like the next day, Luke, uh, Luke Walton, uh, they parted ways, got fired, however you want to look at it. And then the next day he was hired by the Kings, man. So I think that had that has to be the most – the fastest unemployment. Um, <laughs> and I'm, somebody, on, somebody on Twitter said, man, Frank Bogle got hired real quick after the Pacers fired him. But I don't think it was in 24 hours. Like, Luke Walton got hired, and he got hired and fired within 24 hours. Um, I would be I, – I know Juwan has been an assistant coach even when he won a championship with the Miami Heat, right? He, he felt like an assistant then. I know he's been an assistant coach for, like, a long time, and I'm not I, – uh, I just would be – I would be leery uh, giving him the big seat, especially that – that's a big – that's a real big chair with the Lakers. Uh, Monty mm-hmm. Williams uh, as, as, as any basketball uh, brainiac can tell you, Monty Williams at one point had New Orleans Pelicans going in an upward trend, and he also did a, 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 a tenure with Popovich uh, in San Antonio. Um, but because I, I think it was unfairly fired or something like that, well, not, yeah, to, to like in basketball people's eyes, it was unfairly fired by the New Orleans Pelicans uh, for whatever reason. I can't even remember what they were now. Um, I would be, I would be a little bit. I would be. I would feel as a fan of the Lakers, and I'm not. But as a fan of the Lakers, I would feel better if they hired uh, Monty Williams. Now, whether agree, whether whether what Rob Palinka wants and LeBron wants two different things. I think they brought in Juwan because that is a guy that that LeBron has to familiarity with because from the Heat organization, and and actually the general manager Rob Palinka actually played with four scores seven years ago at the University of Michigan. So, but yeah. again, like I said, I, I, just don't, I just don't know. He hasn't, I mean, he, you know, I, just, he hasn't, I don't even think he was at, like the top, the, the first assistant in Miami. So, like, no, that, he wasn't. You know, Lakers, it, yeah, was the, the Lakers. Uh, it was the white guy with glasses. That old man, the old man. I can't okay. think of his name now. Yeah, so, yeah the Lakers is a, is a, is a high-profile job and, and that is one that anybody would want. But you got to be ready to deal with the media, and you got to be ready to deal with Hollywood. You got to be ready to deal with the star players that play on that team. So, absolutely. I, like I, said, um, I, I, trust, I trust I trust the exos of Monty 
than Monty, with Monty Williams more so than, than anything than with uh, Ab- the Juwan Howard. Absolutely. I, I see – I also look at it with Rob Palinka. Maybe he's doing Juwan a favor to get his name out there. That will get him some more interviews maybe in the future at other positions. Oh, yeah. You you can say you're an interview the guy, and that will move him up to where, hey, other teams will be like, hey, well, you know what, let's look at Juwan. Why not? Because otherwise you may yeah. not have got his name out there. Um, Ty Lou, I don't think Jeannie Buss really wants to bring Cleveland West out there. Um <laughs> And and I just we've seen how it worked. Yeah, it worked for one season, but I think you look at Monty. I think he might be the clear cut choice. Uh, I can see him getting along with LeBron pretty well. Also, he got along with Anthony Davis pretty well. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And now, if Anthony Davis ends up getting traded to the Lakers, he's got a coach he likes. He'd be with LeBron. Right. Also, I also was watched David Griffin now is the GM of the Pelicans. And he has said previously, before the trade deadline, what he would offer and what it would take to get Anthony Davis from the Pelicans to the Lakers. So now, Lakers, the ball's in your court. You know what David Griffin wants in return for Anthony Davis. So we'll see what happens with that. Yeah, that's that's gonna be an ongoing young and restless type of drama. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, big thank yous for outstanding careers. Dirk Nowitzki, Dwayne Wade. I got very, very sentimental uh with D Wade this past week, watching old mm-hmm. highlights, watching videos, the commercial, um Budweiser commercial was amazing with him in it. Um mm-hmm. but the trade jerseys. You got D Wade in his last game in Brooklyn. He gets the triple dub. He's got his buddy, the banana boat gang's there. Carmelo faking a shot in the corner. I wish he would have took it. That would have been priceless. But uh, D-Wade, Dirk Nowitzki, two of the greatest to ever play the game. Oh. Surefire first ballot Hall of Famers. Um, Without a doubt. I am definitely going to miss seeing both of them in the league in the future to come. But uh, I'm going to miss seeing Gabby on the sidelines. Well, that'd be a game. They'd be, they might be a LeBron game next year. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Absolutely. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, two awesome dudes. D-Wade. I got a couple D-Wade jerseys. So, uh, secretly, as much as he killed the Pacers over the years, I liked him. Did he ever. So. Pink mm. Panther pants. Oh, yeah. That's when you knew there was real shit when he was coming in to play the Pacers in that game. It was game six. Pacers up three to two in the series. <laughs> Uh, at, at Indiana, he shows up with pink pants. Uh-oh. Pink pants. Lost that one. Yep. Um, as we've talked about, a lot of people have declared for the NBA draft this week. Zion, obvious. R.J. Barrett, Cam Reddish, the ones we figured would happen. Uh, recently, Ty Jerome and DeAndre Hunter from Virginia have both declared. And also, as of today, Indianapolis' own Kyle Guy declared for the NBA draft. Uh, and hired an agent, but he did say he was open to return to Virginia. My opinion, he should return to Virginia. If not, you're going to be in the D League for about a year or two, and then you're going to end up overseas as a good European player, I believe. I don't think he's got the talent and the size for an NBA. Yeah, I, I, I 
got that news too. I don't. I really don't know about Ty Jerome. I know I, I, there's a little bit higher ceiling with Ty Jerome, but even still, I just I don't know, man. T.J. McConnell. I don't know. I, I'm not. I'm not knocking T.J. McConnell. You know what I mean? But that's 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 it. Hunter. Hunter. Hunter has impressed scouts with talent that you know, athletically people got him in the Grand Hill, Kawhi Leonard conversation, man. So Hunter definitely, even though he's young, sophomore. Um, just yeah, like I said, just a sophomore. He's got he's on the upward. He's on a he's probably gonna be in the top seven, without a doubt. Yeah, absolutely. Uh Gonzaga's Hachimori declared for the draft, so the Gonzaga star player will be in there. There's gonna be a lot of star talent in this NBA draft this year. So um you know, Detroit you didn't want to be in the play you should have been out of the playoffs and got in the lottery. Um Tyler Hero, Kentucky. Uh he is going to stay in the draft. He will not return to Kentucky. Mm. I think that's another Kyle Guy style. Yeah, I didn't. They got, you know, a lot of scouts got the Tyler Hero going in the 20s. Uh, like I said, he's betting on himself. So, I mean, you know, once upon a time, long, long time ago, a young Rex Chapman did the exact same thing, stayed two years at Kentucky and kind of uh, uh, wowed people when he when he came out. Uh, saying people said he wasn't ready as well. And then, like I said, he developed, he stayed on the Chicago Hornets bench for a long time uh, before he kind of got a shot and uh, made a name for himself. So I I, I always want to, you know, you always want to still see kids develop uh, and develop their game. And, you know, say it makes, the, it makes you know, next year um, battles between, you know, Kentucky and Kansas and Duke and IU and whoever else a little bit more interesting. But, you know, these kids are looking at, you know, if, if it ain't a five million dollar check, it's a one point two million dollar check. Isn't it? They're looking at uh, career, not career changing, but they're looking at you know life changing money. So if they if they say, hey, dude, you're gonna get a guaranteed contract if you're gonna get picked between seventeen and twenty two, and then I'll, by all means go for it. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Um, Indiana Hoosiers Devonte Green declared for the NBA draft. Um, wow. could, could could return for his senior season, but that was kind of a shocker to me with him declaring. Yeah, he. I don't. I don't even know what position he. Like, I guess he played guard or wing. Like I said, uh, yeah. It, it, it's probably it's probably some for him. It's probably just a feeler to see where yeah. see where it is kind of gauging. Absolutely. He doesn't, um, want, to was, he doesn't want to transfer, so that's, that's I think that's what it is. Just a feeler. Yeah. Uh, it was announced today that Brunk is going to join IU from Butler, the transfer. Uh, I think that'll add some uh, some some good style of play for the Hoosiers um, in that backcourt, um, or excuse me, in the court. And uh, I think it's a good move for Indiana. Uh, they're going to do some work because the first bracket came out just a kind of a preview for next year. Um, Purdue they have as a five seed. And Indiana, they didn't even have them right now listed for the NCAA tournament. So, if that's the case, Archie, you got some work to do. So, you might be working for Paul today. Yeah. Um, <laughs> speaking of locals, I guess local guys, uh, Zinesville graduate and Valpo uh, center, Derek Smiths. Um, Played a Valpo this past season, seven footer. Uh, most guys would hear the last name of Smiths. They're going to think of the NBA great Rick Smiths. Well, that's Rick Smiths' son. Um, mm-hmm. He announced today that he is transferring from Valpo, um, and he's got three schools that he's actually looking at. Um, Valpo this year, he had 12 points a game, also had about five rebounds per game, so 12 and five for Smiths. Uh, the three schools are Arizona State, 
NC State, and Butler. I think it would be huge if he ends up at Butler. Really big for the Bulldogs. Would be huge. Would be huge. Would Plus, be I'd huge. love to see Rick. I'd like to see Rick back at Hinkle again. They still hey, live here in the call. area. Yeah, he does. Every now and then you might come out. And man, like, you can't miss him. He's very tall. Very tall. Yeah. Uh, do uh do the Davis do the Davis boys still live around here? I think Dale does, doesn't he? I didn't. I I, I think obviously his son does in Centerville, Center Grove. But so we'll we'll definitely probably see Dale at the games in Bloomington uh, in the fall yeah. for sure. I don't, I don't know if he lives here or not though. I know uh, McKee lives here in Indianapolis still. Derek McKee, you see him front row Pacer games all the time. Oh yeah, yeah. Yep. With his little hat on. <laughs> right, right. Uh-oh, uh-oh, Broad Ripple. Yeah, he stays in, but he to, man, he used to hang out in Broad Ripple. In the 90s, man, he'd be in Broad Ripple oh, all the time. Rock Lobster? No, the boat, <laughs> with the boat. Oh, okay. Yeah. Gotcha, gotcha. Okay. Um, looking at the NFL, John, uh, I figure next week we'll talk NBA playoffs and NFL draft. Kind of gives us another week to kind of hone in since the draft's next weekend. Um, yeah. The only thing I really have for NFL notes wise for this week, um, the latest mock I saw had the Colts taking safety Jonathan Abram at number twenty-five, or excuse me, number twenty-six, and then another one had him taking defensive tackle Dexter Lawrence from Clemson. Um, so both, I think, it's a telling theme, telling theme that the Colts are they have think the Colts need to improve their defense, which is true. Um, they do need to add another offensive weapon as well. But defensively um, is where this Colts team needs to step it up. We've seen that based on their performance in that ASC uh, playoff game against the Chiefs. Yeah, from 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 the little notes that I took and listening to, obviously, Kuyper, I'm not, I'm not saying his, his, his mock is the end-all, be-all, because it'll have 10 different revisions before it actually hits, or actually before draft day hits. But uh, – this is not just a, this is really not just a sexy draft after the Kyler Murray. It's just not. I mean, Nick Bosa is would be the prize defensive uh, back that everybody wants. But even like I said, the Arizona's just not. They're looking either. They're still. They're, I think they're still like maybe sixty forty on taking Kyler Murray, regardless of regardless of uh, regardless of. Uh, you know what I'm saying? What the coach kind of wants, or what the coach kind of said two years ago about how he wanted, you know, he he could be as, as somebody he wanted to coach. But like I said, Nick Bosa uh, is probably the best defensive, the best defensive man uh, in this in this draft. But after that, it, it just goes kind of, you know, defensive end from uh, from Josh Allen from Kentucky, uh, another defensive tackle from Alabama. It's like I said, it's really not. It's really the top couple picks aren't just. Going to wow people over. Now they might wow you come come November, come December, with uh, you know imagine tackles and and and, uh, and uh, sacks and whatnot. But as far as like you know this quarterback from from this university going number one, or this running back from this university going number three and four, or whatever, that's just not what this draft is about. Right. Yeah. Uh, OTAs have started um, this week. So it's good to see some of the guys back in the uh, back in the weight room, back on the field. Um, uh-huh. Good to see my Steelers drama free back out. Ben talked a little bit today about the team and how they're all meshing as one. They've all came together, had a team meeting uh, once they got the uh, the virals, uh, the viruses out of the off the team. It was good to see. Well, at least Le'Veon has to start crap. I haven't heard no crap out of him. 
Not yet. <laughs> but he shouldn't. In the end, he really shouldn't. He doesn't have any room to talk. Um, yeah. But, uh, yeah, the Colts are out there. Andrew Luck. Um, I, I, you know, and here's another thing, football fans. Here's two things to get you happy for. Uh, tomorrow night, the NFL schedule gets released. So, um, you already know what teams you're playing. Now you're going to see who's playing who and when, and you can kind of right. start building out the schedule. Um, and then me and Jonathan will give our way too early prediction based on the schedule uh, <laughs> for each week of what we think next week um, for next week's show. So that's a, like a little teaser for next week. But uh, over under, John, I think the Colts have at least three national televised games next week or uh, in their uh, next year in the schedule, whether it be Seriously. Thursday night, Thursday night, Sunday night, Monday nights. Yeah, they're the team on the rise. Um I think they got to play. They got to go out west. So you never know what time that game's going to play. They got to go out west to play the Rams, I do believe. So you never know what time. You know, but you know if they're playing Kansas City in a rematch, so you know that's going to be prime time. You know that's going to be prime time. Um, yeah. And then I think we got to play the Patriots again. I think we play the Patriots this year for sure. Looking it up right now to speak. Uh, and you know tomorrow the, the – the stuff will get leaked out during the day. So home games are Falcons, Panthers, Broncos, Dolphins, Raiders, and then the AFC South. So the Raiders come to town. Boy, I'll be ready okay. to take care of Antonio Brown there. Uh, oh, road man. games. <laughs> road games are uh, Chiefs, Chargers, Saints, Steelers, Buccaneers, and the AFC South. All right, so they kept us away from the they kept us you know, away from the Patriots. Okay, no Patriots. Well, the rivalry's off. Sorry, sorry, Ballard. Sorry, Ballard. The rivalry's not on this year, unfortunately. Yeah, if I'm gonna sit there and look at national televised games, I think Houston would be one. I think Tennessee would be two. I think Kansas City would be three, and maybe either the Chargers, Saints, or Steelers would be four. So yeah, that sounds about right. Okay. Um, it was a little bit rumored today and leaked, uh, at least for Steeler fans like myself, that week one they will be heading out west. Um, it'll be the first non-home game for the Steelers in the past five years for week one. Uh, they'd be heading out west and either play, and most likely uh, it's looking like they would play the San Diego Charger. Or, whoa, San Diego. Oh, my. That's, not like, that's <laughs> like you and your Pac-10 your pack talk. Um, right. The Los Angeles Chargers week one. And if you guys remember last year, that Steelers came uh, against the Chargers. Steelers were up big, and the Chargers made a hell of a comeback in it. Uh, so that could easily be a big Monday night football game um, out there. I can see that being like a 10-15 Monday night football opening night game. Yeah. So I'm, I'm, um, I'm, I mean, I ain't rushing it, but, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm getting a little excited. Yeah. A <laughs> uh, couple other ones. It's already been announced the Bears and Packers are likely going to open up Thursday night football. Um, so it'll be the first time that the champions don't play on opening night. Um, it's 100 years, I guess, rivalry between the Bears and the Packers. So they wanted to start off with that. The Patriots hmm. will uh, have their trophy ceremony and such. Um, Sunday night football, the Patriots will have their home game on Sunday night uh, to open up the season. So uh, looking, looking at quick hitters, John. We kind of touched on it with Sweet Lou earlier. Tiger Woods, fifth major. I know you hate golf, which you shouldn't. My man Tiger, greatest comeback story in history from pretty much being 
down and out. Not even if he could even walk again, let alone play golf ever again. Come out here with the young guns, battle it out, pick up the fifth green jacket, fifth fifteenth uh, tournament my, my, or major title overall. Catching Jack Nicholson here soon. Um, yep, I loved it, and <clears throat> I told you not only was it a good win for Tiger, but also. There's an era, a generation of kids that never saw Tiger Wick, a winning Tiger Woods. You know, right. you think about when back then, now the younger generation seeing them, that's going to build the game of golf even more. It's going to bridge the gap is what I wrote. It bridges the gap with generations. And now a new generation is going to see what Tiger was and what he, what he did and now say, damn, I understand the Tiger effect now because in the past – you just heard about the Tiger effect if you didn't watch it growing up like we did, where you're on number 12 with Tiger Woods, and you look over, and you see that red and black. You're like, oh, shit, and then you put the ball right in the water like Molinari did on 12. Um, that wasn't because he was nervous. That was the Tiger effect. He was nervous because a Tiger standing right beside him. So I loved it. I was excited for Tiger to see him win. Uh, I, I just – I was over the – I I cried almost when he hit the when he hit the putt to win it, even though I knew he was going to win. It, it was emotional to me that he uh, got the job done. So, well done, Tiger Woods. Man, um, I almost, almost fell asleep doing that whole monologue. I know you did, and we need to get you back <laughs> into the golf world. Um, but I rather I, have to, I rather watch Westminster Dog Show mm, than watch golf. Mm, mm. <laughs> um, I, I'd be remiss if I didn't shut out some of the locals here. I've had some people chirp me lately uh, in person okay. and on Twitter. Um, Indianapolis Indians, eight and four right now. They've uh, middle of their home stand. They just won again today, had an afternoon game. Eight and four, first place in the International League. So you get a chance. They got a couple more home games left this week before they go on the road. Go check out the Indianapolis Indians, uh, Victory Field. Great game. I actually went on opening night last Thursday for their first home game. Mm-hmm. Uh, me, me and Lindsay went to the game, so it was uh, it was a great time by all. Also, the Indy 11, uh, our version of the soccer, I guess professional soccer, just a step below the MLS. Uh, they're 3-0-1, oh, so 3-1 and one right now uh, in their league. They're getting better and better. They got a lot of star players on this team I've seen. Uh, they're playing their home games over at Lucas Oil Stadium. Another great atmosphere for games on Friday nights, Saturday nights. You get a chance to go out and support these teams. It's great weather for baseball to sit out. It's great weather for soccer when the roof's open for it. Um, go check these teams out. You got the Pacers playoffs going on. a lot, And then you got the Indy 500 coming up. So a lot of great things here in the city of Indianapolis. For our national listeners, this gives you a reason to fly into Indianapolis um, to check out some of these things going on around the city. So that is my Indianapolis plug right there. Amen. Um, amen. John, thoughts on Steve <laughs> Alford in Nevada? You know, Steve Alford is just a coaching. He's just crazy about coaching, man. Um, from from all from Manchester to New Mexico to UCLA, now Nevada, he doesn't care if it's, if it's, if it's a blue blood, uh, mid, uh, you know, mid, I was gonna say mid American. If it's a, uh, you know, a small school, he doesn't care, man. He's just crazy about coaching. Um, unfortunately, his coaching travels have not led him back home. Um, but, you know, maybe one day if we ever get the Infinity Gauntlet and then will snap it all back to like where it's supposed to be, <laughs> maybe he will ever. He maybe will come back at some point. But, I mean, and I'll go to the side, man. Like, uh, who had that program? I mean, it's not, it's not like, it's not like um, 
I can't think of the coach's name. He left him. He go to Arkansas. It's not like he left it. It's not like he left Nevada uh, in dire straits or flat. As well. So it's not going to be a total rebuild. But I would imagine Nevada be. I'll be honest with you, Brandon. They'll be at least in the Sweet 16 in the next three years. And I know they okay. had success prior last year. I know they had success last year. Uh, and they, they didn't build upon that success this year at all, right? We would have been very inflated, uh, very inflated going into, very inflated record going into the tournament, and then they kind of fell flat in the tournament. But, like, Steve Offers is just crazy about coaching. And um, I, I, he's been successful everywhere he's went. So why, we, why would I think that he wouldn't be successful in the bottom? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Mick Cronin has been named UCLA head coach. <laughs> UCLA found their fifth guy. Yeah, it's not even the guy that they wanted. You know, they, he wasn't top of the list. Somehow, you would think, man, they need to keep some of this stuff kind of quiet. You know, what I'm saying instead of, <laughs> instead of it playing out, instead of it playing out in the media, so that uh, the guy coming in doesn't know that originally Calipari, and then after Calipari, what turned around it was, you know, saying whoever else uh, that got the gig. Um, from Cincinnati to UCLA, he's going to have to learn how to be. I mean, he's going to have to learn how to become a national recruiter. Uh, so, uh, I hopefully, I mean, and that, and that kind of gets built from like the staff that he brings upon yeah. with, help, with help recruiting. Um, I don't, with him with it being year one, UCLA obviously got to give him some time to run, get his program in and to get his system in. And, to, and then after that, you know, so give him his budget to go after whatever McDonald, all Americans that the Calipari and, and Coach K and Kansas, 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 uh, doesn't, doesn't get. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm sure. I'm sure we have. Upper, I'm sure we, we won't be talking about UCLA in any significant manner next year. But after that, after the year after that, that'll be their, that'll be their time to, to shine. Cronin's not a bad okay. coach. Uh, looking entertainment wise, uh, John, thirty years ago this week, the movie Major League made its uh, release. Uh, great heater. movie. Give them the heater. <laughs> Yeah, actually, man, you know, I, I watched it. You obviously, man, you know, you watch the reruns on cable, or if, you, or if you have them, if you bought that box set 100 years ago from from Best Buy, you have you have them in, in a DVD. Ooh, small plug. But the first one, yeah, right, right. Oh, Target, sorry, Target, Best Buy, Walmart, <laughs> whoever, whoever sells CDs. And, oh, sorry, sorry, DVDs. But the first one was, even though it, it wasn't necessarily a, a thumbs up, Cisco and Ebert type, right? It's still a very good movie, comedy. About the about about you know about making fun of, of, of baseball, major 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 league baseball. Uh, before Charlie Sheen was winning, and uh, you got a you got a young uh, Wesley Snipes uh, who played. Uh, oh man, Willie, what is it? Willie, not Willie Beeman. Willie Beeman is in any given son. He played somebody named Willie in uh, in any uh, in uh, major league. But he played the guy yeah. who filled the bases. I cannot think. Shame on me, man. Shame on me. I cannot think of his name right now. But yeah, major league. Um, and Corbin Burston, uh, obviously, great, great comedic moments. Uh, uh, and then, you know, the culmination is, you know, the team loses forever. And I was on a losing streak, and the owner wants to sell the team. She wants to, she wants to lose all the game. But, the, you know what I'm saying, the, the coaching staff or whatever wants, you know what I'm saying, is thinking otherwise, and they all come together. And they get to the – you know, they, they, hold on, do they win the pennant? They don't win the pennant. They, they win the first playoff game, right? Yeah, they win the I playoff game. I thought they win the game. pennant. I thought they won the pennant. It, you might be, uh, yeah, yeah, they do win the pennant. I, I might be confused because in the next one, they don't win the World Series for sure. It's not that crazy of a, of a, right. 
of a, of a uh, of a story. But yeah, yeah, and even, not, uh, not rookie of the year. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> even what's the name's in it? Who's in? Oh my God, I can't think of his brother's an actor too. He played in Independence Day. Um, oh, I he played it. He, he's a guy. He's also the producer of uh, Brokeback Mountain. So I can tell. I can tell you everything he's been in or involved in. I can't tell you. He's in. He's also in uh, uh, the movies with Chevy Chase. Which one? There's a thousand of them. Oh, cousin Eddie. He plays. Yeah, cousin Eddie. Cousin um, Eddie in the movie. But, Dennis Quaid, man, with, Randy Quaid, because he's in the, yeah, Randy Quaid, crazy, he's really crazy too, dude, crazy, yeah, yeah, he's he's bad, he's in jail somewhere, he's like off the grid too. Well, yeah, if you you spend that much time in Hollywood and doing all the crazy movies he's done, I guess you know you're you're it's about to catch up with you, but like I said, the movie is a classic, yeah, it's a classic. Yeah, I figured you'd like that one. I had to throw a little history in there for you. <laughs> John, Monday Night Raw down. Did you see either one this past week? SmackDown don't come on till tonight. Well, I know, but SmackDown last Tuesday. Oh, I didn't watch SmackDown last Tuesday. I watched Raw, I and mean, I watched Raw last night. And there's some things like I don't. I'm not an avid uh, watcher of NXT, and I know why. Hey, Vince is PC, and that's why the, that's why they changed the name of the the War Raiders to the to the. What they call them, the Viking Alliance or something like that. Yeah, now. yeah, yeah. I don't know, dude. That's like that's, that gimmick is like so 1980s. That like watching it now is kind of like hard. It's kind of hard. I, like I would love it when I was 10 years old, but like now I don't know. I don't know if I can buy it. I don't know if I can buy it. And I know that I know people are high on from, from their NXT days. Whatever NXT, they were the NXT champions. Tag team champions, yeah. right? Yeah. Yeah, but I don't, yep. know, I don't know. Viking Viking guys back in the day, they used to be, you know, they always put Viking guys against the Road Warriors or Demolition or something, you know, some other big bruiser type of team. You know what I mean? Uh, but um, I thought I thought the show was average. To be honest with you. Yeah. Yep. Last night, sir, I thought the show last night was a little average. Um, Superstar Shakeup tonight, part two. Superstar Shakeup part two. Uh, if I had to guess who's going over to SmackDown since Miz is over here now and sort of Uso, I would imagine the revival goes back to SmackDown. Um, maybe even Chad Gable and um, – I mean, what's his partner? I don't want to call him Beer Money. I wish Bobby Roode? Bobby Roode. They yeah. just, they just came was, from SmackDown. Well, they might send him there. <laughs> send him back. back. Send him back. <laughs> um, I can I can see I can also see Lashley and and Drew McIntyre going over SmackDown. Yeah. Yep, absolutely. Um, AJ Styles is a I big one coming to Raw. I kind of wanted the bar to come over to Raw though. I really did, and that didn't happen. Yeah, I I think Alexa Bliss. I think she makes her way over to SmackDown tonight, and then Vince McMahon's already teased it that he's going to make an announcement that's going to be a ground shaking announcement tonight. Um, he announced mm-hmm. today, but I think it's going to be Roman Reigns. Uh, heading over oh, to SmackDown yeah. tonight. Oh, yeah. They, gotta, they, gotta, they really want to break up the shield. They can't – like, people want – like, when you see – if if I know – and I know uh, – what's his name? He's leaving, right? He's got his release or whatever from WWE. Ambrose, yeah. Yes, Ambrose. Ambrose, sorry. Um, but if you're going to have uh, the champ and the big dog or whatever – what's he called? What's, what's up? Is he the big dog? Yeah, the big dog. Yeah, range, right. The fans are always gonna want them to be together, always. 
because if, if the champ, if, uh, if 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 Seth Rollins is always if Seth Rollins is, is getting beat up uh, by uh, by by a faction, getting double teamed, jumped on, there are people are always going to be chanting Roman, Roman, come down there and like, there if you really want to separate separate and then have like have not have the shield constantly being, you know, what I mean, they kind of got to move Roman Reigns over to to to. Yeah, uh, uh, SmackDown. But uh, but then it's like kind of like we mean you, what you talked about. What you told me is that SmackDown's moving from USA to Fox, and they kind of yep. got to have some big names. They got to have some big names to to to, to be to draw on that show. So yeah, I think. Granted, uh, does he go over? We go over like over. Obviously, when he goes over, he'll be a, you know, he'll be a face. But at some point, he's gonna be a heel. Yeah. Oh yeah, absolutely. I think the three people that go over there, and they're announced two of them tonight. I think Roman Reigns and Braun Strowman both head over to SmackDown because you need to beef up that. And then in October, August, September, October, whatever, Brock Lesnar heads over to SmackDown too. That kind of gives you that – that brings in that sports fan feel for Fox. Yeah. Uh, it ain't like he's never been on SmackDown before. No, exactly. So um, I think Daniel Bryan, I was expecting him to come over to Raw, but uh, – Apparently he did not last night, so we'll see uh, what how it goes tonight. Should be pretty good. A um, couple other things, last things I have for you, John. Uh, this day in history, a couple of big deaths. Uh, in 2013, Pat Summerall, cardiac arrest, died at 82 on today, back in 2013. I always remember him. Hello, friends, and well, you know, Fox NFL Sundays with him and John Madden. Um, mm-hmm. Great voice in the NFL, yep. and then uh, one of the great ones. You remember this TV show, and I remember it back in the day. Uh, Harry Anderson from Night Court. Ah oh, man, Don't, died last I year. I, I got him on. I got the whole. I got the whole. All the seasons on DVD, dude. Are you kidding? He died last year, age of sixty-five, yeah. on this day. Yeah, it was a bit of a shocker, man. Anytime one of my, anytime one of my. Uh, Childhood uh, sitcom comedy guys passed away, man. I always, I, I really do take a step back. Whether it was Harry Anderson, John Ritter, who died, who died years ago, um, John uh, Candy. He always, I, uh, John Candy. John Candy didn't really play on TV, but yeah, hmm. but uh, yeah, Harry, I know there's nobody that shouldn't know anything about Night Court, but just in case you, you don't, it comes on. Uh, oh yeah, it comes on me TV uh, between the hours of one o'clock and two o'clock. <laughs> Every I love you. Still know it. Yeah, comes on me TV one o'clock, two o'clock every afternoon. You get two episodes. But um, yeah, man, that's a, that's a it's a it's a real good show, man. It's a real good show about about a court that's run at nighttime by a crazy, whacked out comedy comedic magician. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> have you uh, have you seen Black Summer yet? I have not, man. I, I gotta. I, I just know, finished so it. Did you? There's so much media that I can only absorb it so, so much time, man. I'm busy uh, yeah. doing other things this weekend, watching you know, football, trying to catch up. I'm, I'm sorry, watching football. Watching basketball, <laughs> trying to you know, yeah. saying, uh, catch up with uh, uh, different musical releases or whatnot, and also trying to, you know what I'm saying, write a couple notes down for this draft, for, for the upcoming NFL draft, and also talking smack about, uh, you know, who's the top point guards of all time, right? Ooh, <laughs> yeah, how about so, that real quick? Let's hit on that. <laughs> Uh, a lot of controversy the last couple uh, top ten lists we've given out. Yeah, people people like who they like, and nobody seems to like any time I put Isaiah Thomas on a list. 
Now, there's an argument. There's argumentatively, you can call me an Indiana homer, okay? And I and I accept it. I'm not gonna cry about it. I ain't gonna fight nobody about it. I definitely, I'm definitely not. But there's ne- there's no there ain't nothing like top ten all time. I get why Isaiah Thomas wouldn't be on anybody's list. But I it always just goes back to what I saw. I never saw Oscar Robertson play. I always I always learned I learned about Oscar Robertson from from when I was a child going to the barbershops with my dad and then the guys would be talking about, man, Oscar Robertson and you know what I'm saying, they would they would talk about and then what he did for, for as a as a local product from from the high school here. Uh but the top ten point guard, absolutely he better be on your list. Sorry, Brandon. <laughs> he better be on your list. But uh I, I think I, I think I got crap for that. I got crap for that for Isaiah Thomas being on my, my all time uh yeah. all time players list. And I also got crap for Dr. J being on of all I was like, man, come on. Sorry. Shout out Bill to Russell, uh, I never saw play. I never saw Bill Russell play. Neither did I. Except Shout on, out to uh, Justin Black Powell. Shout yeah, out to Justin Powell. Powell. We got we got his Lakers on there. He's a lover. Well, you know the Lakers is a championship organization. You know, oh, and, yeah. I, and again, I actually saw Prima Dujabar play. I actually saw Matty Johnson play. You know, so that's why they always make my list. Um, I kind of got a little crap. For having Mark Jackson at number ten, and here's what I say about that, Brandon. I I don't want to necessarily say that Gary Payton or Tim Hardaway or Kevin Johnson or anybody in that kind of class was lesser than Mark Jackson. I actually think offensively, all those guys are better than Mark Jackson as a pure point guard. When he finally got when he found, he found his niche with the Pacers and with Reggie Miller, he bounced around with the Miami Knicks. I think when Pat Riley got there, he wasn't he wasn't he wasn't a fan of Mark Jackson's defense, right at that point in his career, and that's kind of why right. he fell out of favor. He's kind of why he fell out of favor with the Knicks. But I remember him coming to the Pacers, and Reggie Miller's game took, and actually the Pacers did, it went to another level, and then some crazy, <laughs> some crazy ass traded him to Denver for like a season and a half, and then they made that mistake, and then somebody, uh, uh, Jerry, uh, not Jerry, uh, general manager. Oh my God! What's his name? Shame on me for not knowing. Donnie Walsh. Uh, yeah, Donnie Walsh got him back. But when the when, uh, oh my God, because Brandon, I'm getting excited. When Mark Jackson went out there, man, he had McDice out there in Denver. Man, it was like the Lob Show before they was Lob City. You know what I'm saying? I think Mark Jackson led the he, he was leading the league in assists, but the team sucked because there really wasn't no else talent besides besides him and and, uh, and uh, McDice out there in right. Denver. But yeah. Um, Mark Jackson definitely one of. I, I like I said, I'm not saying he's offensively better, not than Gary Payton or 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 um, Tim Hardaway or Kevin Johnson. Some of you know, you know, what I mean, some of the other guards that, that didn't necessarily make my top ten. But from a pure point guard, you know, play, he he's the guy. Okay, yeah, I had some good ones on the list. Uh, I had my honorable mention because I honestly think as the years go on, Russell Westbrook is working his way up to that top ten. Too. Brandon, when I looked up, when I just you know, because you have to do your research. I, I I don't know, I know you do as well. I look at my research before I just put out a list. You know what I'm saying? LeBron is going to be in the top ten before his career is done, and he ain't even point guard. Yeah. So, um, hopefully, and hopefully you didn't get any crap for. I, yeah, you didn't ahead. get any crap for Isaiah or for Allen Iverson, so that was good. Well, because Allen Iverson ain't no point. Yeah, and I did. Right, I had to find everybody. Allen Iverson's not a point guard. He's a shooting guard. Even though I think he, at the first year one, 
he was with uh, Philadelphia. He did play point guard, and I think he played a little point guard in Memphis at the end of his career. But, uh, you know, Larry Brown got to Philadelphia and, and figured out, said, hey, this kid is not a point guard at all. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, we, and know, I had I, to do I, my I, research because if you look at mine, I, I, Oscar, I didn't see Oscar play. I did not see Bob Cousy play or Jerry West, but I'm going off of – I can go off a lot of YouTube and then stories I've been told Absolutely. Uh, from He's those two. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, who I would – if I had to take those guys out since I didn't see them and put people up there, obviously it would be Russell Westbrook, Mark Jackson, and then either Kyrie Irving, Tony Parker, Tim Hardaway. I have Gary Payton in my top ten. I have Gary Payton at number ten, the glove. Uh, offense and Gary defense. Payton. Uh, Gary Payton is a very he, you know, he took a lot of he, he took a lot of a lot of you know thing, he like took a lot of uh, damn verse I can't get it out. He, he when he first got to the league, man, a lot of guys keyed in on him, man. He, he got a, I mean, a lot of guys got him career numbers on him like his first two years. But after that, man, he did become the glove. He locked down guys. You wouldn't score, or you would have your worst uh, scoring night ever. Uh, and like I said, he did lead a Seattle a supersonic team. I know nobody knows that if you're 17 or 18 or 19, if you're 20 years old, you don't know who the Sonics are, do you? You know what I'm saying? But he did lead the Supersonics, him and Sean Kemp, uh, to the championship, to the, you know, to, to the Bulls. What, what year was that, 97? I think they, they made the finals in 97. Yeah. I believe. I do believe, yeah. But, um, yeah, I, I would definitely, yeah, definitely Gary Payton. Gary Payton, if I, if I had a number 11 and number 12 guy, Gary Payton is my number 11 number 12 guy. Absolutely. Yeah. I and uh, great trash talker. Oh my God! You know you got to listen to him. if you ever if anybody in the listening audience. Now, unfortunately, Gary Payton will never come on to listen to Airways with us. Not yet. We're going we're going to work on it, but I can't promise. Absolutely. Okay, Brandon. <laughs> but if you <laughs> ever if anybody ever gets a chance to hear him tell a story about him playing against Michael Jordan or him playing as a as a youngster against uh, against. Uh, Larry Bird, because I, he was in the league. Gary Payton came in the league in 1990, so he did play at least two years against Matt Johnson and Larry Bird, who were out by 1992. Man, those are some great stories because, again, like you said, he's a king trash talker, but, like, man, when he talked about what Larry Bird said he was going to do to him and how he was going to do it to it, how he's going to do it, how he's going to make he's going to go over here and hit this shot, he automatically shut the, the, the trash talker up. So, uh, but he also has some tor- he also has some stories where he where he is the he's the, he's the you know where the rabbit got the gun and he's the guy you know what I'm saying giving the business he's got some he has he actually has some, actually some great stories which uh, battles between him and Jason Kidd as well who's also Jason Kidd I had him I think I had him like second or third on my list of all time yeah. great point guards. Um, well, you kind of mentioned it ahead of time. We'll we'll get our list for small forwards next um, of all time. Um, and I will say, thinking in my head, and I even started putting something together. This is just kind of off the fly. Um, I think honorable mention, no matter what we list, whether it be top 20, top 15, whatnot. I'm just not saying that's what we're going to list, but we'll do our top 10 as always. But mm-hmm. I would have to think within the top 25 to maybe even top 20 somewhere, Tracy McGrady. <laughs> Top twenty five. Top twenty five. Yeah, he has. Yeah, for me to not I, listen, man. He ain't got the playoff win. No, he doesn't. Don't keep him. Out. It's gonna keep me out of top ten for him, for me. But yeah, oh yeah, definitely. He's not top ten. I think he. I think he led the league in scoring. 
one year or was top two in scoring, something like that. Yeah. Like that. A couple I, times. I, 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 I think he did one in Orlando and one in Houston. Yeah, so he's definitely again. I, I kind of go back and forth between him and Dominique Wilkins. Dominique Wilkins is somebody I you know I, I watch Tracy McGrady too, but Dominique Wilkins is somebody I can respect, truly respected because Dominique Wilkins guess what he got playoff wins where Tracy McGrady doesn't. But um, yeah, how I, much I does, can't wait. How much does playoff wins play effect in your in your list? I think our listeners want to know. Uh, it, it goes of course championships and, and how many times you got to the dance right that that counts. Uh, but again, I know if if Matty Johnson and Larry Bird is winning and, and Isaiah Thomas is winning all these championships in the '80s and the early '90s, and then Michael Jordan comes and starts winning, goes six straight, it, that means a lot of people didn't win. Charles Barkley, Dominique Wilkins, Patrick Ewing, uh, who else did I forget? You know what I'm saying? You name them. Yeah. John Stockton. That doesn't that doesn't that doesn't take away Carl Malone. That doesn't take away from their greatness. That just kind of right. t- t- speaks to the guys that beat them. But they had some – again, they put up great – I mean, those those guys, all those guys I named, whether they power forward, shooting guard, or, or whatever, small forward, whatever, they had great careers, and they, they kept the, the other teams, the Pacers, you know what I'm saying, from not winning. They kept the oh, yeah. from not winning. They kept other teams like the Washington Wizards and the Clippers every year in the lottery, you know. <laughs> so playoff wins do mean a lot. Uh, to me, especially, is, and, and, and if you lose, and if you happen to lose to the eventual champion, that you know, saying that also means yeah, you was, you know, it, it, I always look out for number two as well too. You know what I mean? I, I okay. always remember, I always look out for the Buffalo Bills. I always remember I can tell you who's on the team and, and <laughs> how, how it sucks oh, yeah. that they didn't win. You know what I mean? Do is it safe to say that Carmelo Anthony is not on your list? Oh, man. As a college player, he's probably on this, man, but I couldn't. All-time small forwards, not in the top ten. Not in the top ten. Nope. Okay. And my question is, so this will kind of help me base my list. Are Are we putting LeBron in the small forward category? <laughs> that's what he is, yeah. That's what I, oh, I, I mean, that's, that's what, what he's he listed is. as, the small forward. So I'm just right. seeing – I don't want to make this list, and all of a sudden you go, "What the hell? He's not a small forward." No, no, no. That's what you did to me when you said. And I, said, <laughs> I did. I did. Man, Johnson is a hybrid. Yeah, but his points are yeah. hybrid. I get it. Six foot nine. But no, LeBron, LeBron's a small forward. Yep. Okay. And and okay, sounds good. I look forward to this list. Uh, we'll try to have it out tom- tomorrow, or even later yeah. tonight. We could probably do. I mean, but we'll look for it. One of those two. If you're if you're listening to this at a later date, look for it on the on Twitter page. Look for it on the Facebook page. Um, I will give you a spoiler for Jonathan Birdsong's top ten list. And I'm going to say, <laughs> you already know where I'm going with this. I think okay. between number four to number eight, probably four to seven. Between number four to seven, somewhere in those four spots is going to be Scottie Pippen. There's a spoiler for you, folks. Absolutely. He loves – Jonathan Burson loves himself some Scottie Pippen. Some I like say, Scott, No, no. No, you don't know – no, no, I like Scottie Pippen. I love Oh, uh, you love yourself some Scottie Pippen. We got to get that Bulls – we got to get the Bulls fanship to uh, listen to their stuff, man, because, like, they don't think we love them, Mitchell Lair. That's true. That's absolutely true. And uh, <laughs> it was it, uh, no Derrick Rose injury definitely – could be sniffing the honorable mention. 
Definitely, definitely, absolutely. By the way, did definitely. you see the video when he found out that he was getting traded from Chicago to New York? No, uh-uh. I'm going to find that – yeah, uh, he was doing an interview. He legit was like found out during the interview and uh, was on the phone. They filmed him on the phone with his agent. You could hear the whole thing. He started crying, and uh, he was very physically upset, shocked. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to find that clip. I'll send it to you. But, you know, it made me see Derrick Rose in a different light, just how much he loved his city of Chicago. Um, yeah. And what could be, and he's open to return. So it'll be interesting if he returns this uh this summer. Uh wow. leaves Minnesota for there. So but uh yeah, well, this this list is gonna be fun. Um if any of our listeners have a top ten list you want us to do, let us know. That if there's anything like any other positions or sports or teams you want us to do lists, let's do it. That's what we're here for, to be interactive, to have fun with you. Um yep. just don't do it for hockey for Birdsong because he won't be able to oh my he, God. He, he won't be able to tell me three players in the National Hockey League like right now. Bobby Hull. <laughs> He's still breathing. I'll give you that. He's still breathing. Mark Lemieux. Uh, Mark Lemieux. That's all I can tell you. Uh, any final things from you, my man? Man, uh, like I said, man, I can't wait to see Endgame. If, you, if, you're, if you're into spoilers, um, get on the Internet. They got them out there on Twitter. They got them out there on YouTube. Disney can't take them all down. Have you, wa- have you seen the spoilers? Of course. <laughs> John, why are you looking at Dude, in-game spoilers? Dude, you're talking to Sherlock Holmes, man. I don't like surprises of any kind. I don't. I don't like surprises of any kind. I don't. Do not. No, hey, so, don't spoil it for me. No, I'm not. I wouldn't. I wouldn't. I, I wouldn't. I mean, I got friends that listen to the show. I got friends that I talk to on a daily about different things, about movies and not. And I don't. I don't. I don't spoil anything for them. I'm like, if you want to know. I try. I might lead them down that path so they can figure it out themselves, but I never. I never would tell outright spoiler. Uh. Uh-uh. Okay. That's not. That's not for you. Want to pay? You get your money. Like we do movie tickets and popcorn and and, and nachos and candy and movie theaters. If you pay for them when you get there, is enough that you know. What I'm saying you want to. You want the full entertainment value of of your inexperience. So no, no, no. I wouldn't. I wouldn't. I don't spoil movies for anybody. But yeah, oh, I was yeah. up at, between. I was up eleven. Eleven between eleven. Well, I was. I turned the game off. That's why. And then between eleven thirty and about twelve thirty, I was up there looking at spoilers. Uh, but yeah, <laughs> wow. no, but, but yeah, the, but in game's coming out next Friday. Uh, I don't think anybody's gonna be disappointed. I don't think any other movies gonna get watched that weekend. <laughs> yeah, I totally agree. Uh, yeah. Uh, I think. Oh, by the way, shout out to. Uh, I had a few people ask me that they now know what I got five on it means. So they're listening, and they now know as well. So. Uh, uh, any shout outs for anybody? Like I like to shout out, you know, our boy Justin Powell, who you know, very interactive on our Facebook. Uh, yeah, with his Willie Martin, with his like Willie fan, Martin, absolutely next to me and you. Uh, hashtag Ben Pacers. Uh, Mitchell Larry. We need to get on. We need to get. I want to get Willie on. I think Willie. I think Willie be down to call. He, he's just got to got to reach out. I'll reach, I'll reach out to him. Make it happen. Uh, yeah. Also, when I ran into like I ran into Coach. I, I, I ain't, I ain't, I don't like. Listen, I don't care about name dropping. I name drop all the time. Um, shout out to Coach Brantley, assistant Coach Brantley. I ran into Coach Brantley. Asked about you. Asked about how the show was doing. Uh, said he used to see you down in Lafayette. Says he, he said he ain't seen you in a while. At, at yeah. The game. I said, dude. He said uh, we got regular jobs too now. <laughs> until, <laughs> until, Cross Road, until, until Cross Road Sports gets a big 
big uh, national, you know, uh, advertisement budget and whatnot, and you know, what I'm saying we can quit our daytime jobs. Shoot, man, hey, you gotta take care of, you gotta take care of the home first, man. But uh, all, all jokes aside, man, Brandon did that. Big Brandon, uh, Brantley, Coach Brandon, uh, asked by asked how the show was doing, asked how you know, what I'm saying you were doing specifically as well. Um, Purdue, you know, saying going to going into the off season, you know, they get a little, they ain't no rest for the weary. Still on the recruiting trail. Uh, I don't want. I can't. I mean, he didn't necessarily tell, tell me who they were going after, but <laughs> you know, still on the tell, still on the recruitment trail. Um, other than that, uh, any other shout outs? Lynn Murray, another another uh, friend of mine who, who's a who's an avid listener. Uh, my girlfriend Tamika Borders, another avid listener, uh, knows more about basketball than than uh, about Laker basketball specifically. Uh-oh. Uh, She's a Laker. Right, She's a Laker fan, too. Oh, man. Oh, loves, and Kobe Bryant. Oh, my goodness. Oh, man. I don't, you don't, <laughs> don't get you started, I don't right? Even, I don't even, yeah, I don't even argue about it. I don't even, I don't even start. Yeah, man, no, no. But, uh, You're missing yeah, man, one shout-out. You know, yeah, yeah, shout-out. Shout-out. But, like, no, man, I, I, uh, I just want to thank everybody that, uh, who's a friend, uh, acquaintance, or, uh, you know what I'm saying, thanks for listening, you know. Absolutely. Uh, it's been a good ride so far, man. We're coming up uh, whew, 72 episodes overall for the for the actual show um, that mm-hmm. I've been doing, and we're we're up to 40 some together. Uh, we're gonna have our first full year here soon. Uh, it's hard to believe already, but uh, I guess I have to I have to give one shout out. Besides uh, mm-hmm. my girlfriend that listens, but it's gonna save you and it's gonna save me both. But shout out to Kelly Birdsong Hill. <laughs> thank you for uh, supporting. Thank yeah. you for supporting. Thank yeah. you for sharing. You're not forgotten, girl. Hey, hey, you so. know what? I got another shout out. I, I, I want, I want, I'll add on top of that one, man. My sister's not even an avid crazy sports fan like that, but because you know, what I'm saying she knows you from working back in the day with us, and she, of course, she knows me because I'm her, you know, her brother. She's like now, like, oh man, when I go over to her house, she's like, so why does? You know, she's got not, not necessarily questions. Now she's trying to figure out like. Why, why this team ain't better? You know what I mean? Whoever, whoever's on the TV, you know what I mean? She's so she's, you know, we she's into it. You know what I mean? Okay. Which is crazy. But and I also want to give out another shout out. Uh, a guy who doesn't necessarily listen, he doesn't listen to the live broadcast. My my, my college, old college roommate and my old buddy from uh, elementary school, Lamarco Pate. He uh, he always listens to the rebroadcast because he said he listens to it while he's he's an avid runner, and he said he always listens to it uh, when he's running. So. Uh, when I send him, I usually send him the link. Like when when the show was on, I usually send him the link. And like, dude, he'll, he'll probably lose his mind. <laughs> Mix his name all, all over. <laughs> uh, but uh, but uh, yeah, I mean, I, I thank everybody. Whether I know you or don't know you, uh, I thank everybody for their support. And I thank Absolutely. Brandon for actually you know inviting me onto the show. Absolutely, man. It's been a blast, and we're going to keep bringing the people what they want. Uh, be on the lookout for our top ten list, small small forwards. I would not be surprised if you have Pip and maybe number two. So I'm just going to leave it at that. Uh, But uh, thank you for joining us. We'll be back on next week. Once we get a date set, we'll post it on Twitter and on Facebook as well. But until then, we'll see you guys all again next week. All right. Thanks for listening. Crossroads Sports.